That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. That was a bad touch. That's all you wanted was a bad touch. Right. That's, that was a noble dream for a young man <laughs> to have a, a bad touch. Right. <laughs> I just want to build it out of milk jugs and plug with it. Hey, Cecil. Hey, Peter. How's it going? Man, we're here right before the 4th. I'm telling you, man. And, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to head down to Mississippi. Really? Yeah, I'm going to see uh, my in-laws. They all live down there in Jackson, Mississippi. We've been near the Mississippi River? Well, just about an hour away. We're, it's, you know, the nearest town is Vicksburg, which, you know, for the longest time did not celebrate the 4th of July. Really? Yes, because that's where the city fell. Uh, During the Civil War, really? So they stopped celebrating for a while. The um, you ever been on the the mighty Mississippi? You know, I haven't. I've I ha- I've seen it. You know, mm. going there, but I've uh, I've never been on it. It yeah. just reminds, but you know, it reminds me of that podcast we did, the subject we did a couple. Oh, the Great about Loop. The Great Loop. How fun would that be? Well, I thought it would be fun as a kid, too. Yeah. And so I don't know where I got this idea from. Now, listeners are going to think I got it from Huckleberry Finn or, or some such book, but I don't think it was that. There was a story I heard as a kid mm-hmm. about uh, a life on a raft on the Mississippi River. All right. Which, again, sounds like Huckleberry Finn, but I don't think that's where I got it from. So me, I had a best friend when I was little. All right. He was the first other little kid I ever met. And uh, he was a great friend. Still is a good friend. And Does he listen to the podcast? I don't know if he listens Probably to the podcast. As I, as I mentioned <laughs> in the uh, last episode, if you're from my past and you know I have a podcast, then you tend to not listen to it. So um, I told him, or we had both read this story about life on the river on a raft. All right. Now, keep in mind, we're, we're pretty young. I think we're like seven, eight, nine, All somewhere right. in that. Uh, well, maybe a little, maybe just at the beginning of like, maybe we're, maybe we're sixth grade. We're pretty young, though. Okay. So we come up with an idea for a raft. And this was our idea. And it was to collect as many milk jugs as we could find and then tie them under a piece of plywood <laughs> to create a raft. So I can only already imagine what your backyard looks like now. Yes. Yeah, After so, some time. Right. Well, then my mom has a funny story where she saw this kid coming across the church parking lot just carrying a whole bag full of, <laughs> of milk jugs, wondering where he was going. And uh, she was actually headed toward my mom. <laughs> And she's like, why are you giving me those? She's like, well, Cecil told the youth group to collect milk jugs. Oh, so, my. The, uh, so we collected milk jugs. And these are the old ones where you could, um, you know, it used to you would screw the cap on the milk jug instead of having the pop-up thing like oh, that. Oh, right, yeah. right. So it would seal. Yeah. So we collected milk jugs. I forget how many we got. Enough to cover the bottom of a standard piece of plywood. That's a four, four foot by right, eight foot. Eight foot, right. So we, we get all these milk jugs together. We get them over to... That's got to be close to 50 milk jugs. <laughs> <laughs> we get them over to my, my buddy's house. And then we find long poles, like long sticks. Okay. Because he had a very wooded area that he lived in. And we strung the uh, milk jugs on there through the handles onto the sticks. All right. So we had several rows of sticks with milk jugs on them. And then we would take rope and new nails or staples. Yeah. And a big nail staples. And... 
attached them to the piece of plywood. Sounds like you're on your way. Yeah. And then we put all that on a wagon. All right. And there was a pond next to his house. Oh, so this was a test run. Yeah. So, yeah. So after we got all this stuff nailed down, our dads, we talked them into letting us now take this contraption, you know, uh, 50 yards down the road to the pond. So what was this? How did this conversation go? What's that? With the dads. The, uh, it, I think it took a little convincing that we were going to do this, but you know, we're, we're pretty, they, they were on board once we started nailing stuff to the plywood. Y'all are very motivated. Yeah. So we get it. So there's a picture. We'll put this up on the Instagram side, a picture of us with the inverted raft making its way down to the pond. Oh my word. And this is like a, it's not even a farm pond. It's a pond in the community. And, uh, so we get down to the pond and, uh, we, we flip this thing over, like I was saying. And, um, so we're out on the raft. Uh, one of the dads has the rope in his hand, and we've—they've allowed us to kind of drift out into the pond. So, what what mo- what means of locomotion do you have? Uh, we have uh, paddles. <laughs> okay. So we got paddles from a canoe or something, uh, but you can't paddle a piece of plywood. It's difficult to lean right. over the edge of a piece of plywood. Right. You couldn't get close enough to the edge to paddle it without. And at this point, we're out a little ways. We're trying to get situated to figure out how to paddle it. Uh, one of the sticks breaks loose. And so part of the raft goes under at that point. One um, of the sticks that's holding the uh, right. the jugs together. Right. It breaks off the plywood. Right. Breaks off, loose. Off, okay. It, it loses its moorings from under the plywood and drifts off. And so there's actually a picture of one of the milk jugs way out in the middle of the pond um, from away from the raft. You've lost 13% of your buoyancy. Right, right. So there's one of it goes under. And so we're begging to stay out to continue the test. But, you know, they're starting to kind of inch the rope back into there. Um, But our dream was, you know, that we'd create this raft that was big enough to support a cabin on it, a a small cabin that we could, you know, make our way down the Mississippi River or the Noose River or some river uh, out into the ocean and be free, you know, on this adventure. Uh, But our early experiments showed that... um, we needed better fasteners. You had more work to do. Right. And then that, it kind of died out after that. We never, we never had a two O version of the raft. Yeah. My son, he was, uh, he's just a year out of college and he had a similar dream. He wanted to float down the Yadkin river. So he started collecting pallets. Yes. And he, what else did he want to get? Oh, rain barrel, old rain barrels or barrels that people would normally use for rain barrels. He had this dream of creating a raft. Uh, really, just two of those double pallets, maybe yeah. two of those, yeah. and strapping some 55-gallon drums. And he and his friend had this yeah. dream of at least floating down the Yadkin River. That's all. I, I mean, that, I mean, that's exactly what we had. This. I mean, it must be a common thread there that boys want to float down a river and make it to the ocean. I mean, that goes like you said. It goes back to my the Great Loop. Right. And, uh, I mean, I, I have a similar dream, I guess. Yeah. I don't want to be in a raft. I'd like to have a gasoline motor propelling me, or a right. diesel motor propelling me around. Yeah. The, um, well, this was, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know where I got that from, but I had, my, my big dream was to have the raft, like you're saying, like the one your son's talking about building, yeah. big enough yeah. to, to kind of live on. That's basically a houseboat. Yeah, basically a houseboat. <laughs> I saw an inflatable one the other day where everything was inflatable. Even the house part? The house part and everything. It was the an beds, inflatable houseboat. It, well, it was an yeah, inflatable raft. I'm, I'm going to have to stop you right now yeah, yeah. and say that don't sound right. That don't right. sound right. It was, uh, it was like on an Instagram thing. and the, the platform was inflatable, and then they inflated the little house on it, and it had an inflatable bed. Was it for, like, full-size people? Yeah. 
not it's kids. This was like this is one not for. I don't think you maneuvered it. You just kind of had it out on the water, and if you want to go anywhere, that had a little inflatable, like um, Zodiac boat that was with it. Oh, uh, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah you, this was just kind of for living in one spot. I see. I didn't yeah, something, with something that's inflatable, I would think you'd want to be able to direct it in the right location. Yep. Well, that was one. Of the, that was one of the problems with the moat jug raft. What's that? You couldn't direct it. Uh, would, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have poles. That would have been could good. You, could you stand up on it? Was it stand no? Up stand they wouldn't up? let us stand up. We asked to stand up, and we were our <laughs> the people that were running the test with us would not allow us to stand up. But that was what I dreamed of: was standing right, up on there, pulling, pulling down yeah, the river, right. and yeah. We never got that. Far. That's how that's how Huck Finn did it. Yeah, but then we lost our our milk jugs anyway, so we were we were going under pretty quick at that point, or at least part of the raft was. You know, there was uh, I've been canoeing on the James River, and uh, sometime in early sp- or late spring, they have this thing called the Bateau Festival. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about the bateaus? No. Bateaus are a small barge. They're about, uh, they must be about 10 feet wide and 20 Mm. foot long. I mean, they're pretty big. You can get a Mm. lot of people on these bateaus. Mm. And it goes back to the days of going down a river and then in a canal being towed by a donkey. But um, they have this bateau festival on the James River. Everyone brings their vintage, old bateau, homemade bateaus. I mean, Mm. these things, are they weigh a lot. They, They have to come in on a trailer. They have to come in on a trailer, mm. and they're big enough where people are having a barbecue on there. Really? They have, they have, they've got the gas grill going. Mm. You know, there's smoke and there's music. They're dancing. I mean, maybe they're bigger than ten by twenty, but they're pretty big. Wow. That's, this, all, that's all I was trying to build was a bateau. That's all you wanted was a bateau. Right. That's that was a noble dream for <laughs> a young man to have a, a bateau. That's right. <laughs> I just want to build it out of milk jugs and flood with. Well, maybe um, when I take my, my boat down the Mississippi River mm-hmm. doing the Great Loop, you can join me. Yeah, that would be great. So you, can, you can float down. We'll turn the motor off. Just float. <laughs> just float. See what happens. I have been down the Mississippi partway. Oh, you have been on it? Yeah, I've been on it in a uh, paddle boat. Oh, really? From where? Uh, New Orleans. Okay. Yeah, it was just a tourist trap kind of. Some gambling going on? No. Okay. Uh, there was some drinking going on. All right. I was not a, a drinker, but um, yeah, it was just a little. You know, they kind of took you, took you up the river a little way. You saw basically some refineries and that yeah. sort of stuff, and That's then right. they spun it around and came back down. <laughs> uh, there. Have you ever you ever taken the water taxi uh, in Savannah? No. What is that? Just uh, there's an island right across from Savannah, and to get from the hotel over to the downtown area, um, you have to. Um, Take a water taxi. Oh, really? No, I've never done that. But that's a big river right there. Okay. I guess this is the Savannah River. Probably, yeah. And it's, uh, it's quite a little adventure to go across that river on that water taxi. It's kind of a rough ride? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a placid little... It's not like the river... It's, it's not like the uh, the water taxi at Walt Disney World. No. Going across the No, place. no, no. They, they have to know what they're doing and kind of fight their way across and oh, fight their yeah. way back across. Well, that's what I always wondered about the Mississippi is how you... How you navigate that with all the weird currents that are going yeah. on? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, it it was just a little bit. I was on it. It's a big, powerful river. I mean, it's wow. nothing to mess around with. Yeah, one night I was at a camp. It was Camp Cole. It's on the Bequimans River. Uh-huh. It was right where it goes into the Albemarle Sound, the right. Palanco Sound, and uh, it's probably 
I don't know. I won't say it's a mile across. I mean, the Mississippi River is mile wide in places, right? Uh, a mile wide? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if it is. Really? I mean, could you? I mean, if it would be, it'd be down near where New Orleans is. Yeah. But you could see it wasn't other a mile bank. wide down there, was it? You could see the other bank. Yeah. But the, the Pequimans River is a. It wasn't as wide as the Mississippi at New Orleans, but it's a wide river. I mean, it's a long way across. And me and a guy thought about canoeing across it one night. Uh-huh. But this would be like canoeing across a major shipping right. river. Right, And um, And we thought we'd do It's like pick a point of light out and then come back across. And for, we decided at the last minute not to do that. That's, and, yeah. Yeah. I was one, I would look back on that decision. I'm like, why was I considering that? And thank God I didn't do it. You know, now I think of that, I have done something like that. So did was, you do it? I, we did it. Oh. So this was on the <clears throat> Magathy River in Maryland, where I grew up. Okay. Um, you paddled sure. across it? We didn't paddle across it. There was an island in the middle. Uh-huh. And we decided to take this dilapidated rowboat, the four of us, mm-hmm. across. And we were going to go over there and spend the night on the island. All right. So we get in the boat, and we start paddling. And then the oarlock breaks. And so now, so yeah, we're actually row. We first start rowing, right? And then it breaks, and now we have to resort to paddling, right? And paddling a rowboat with an oar is no bueno, right? No fun. But we get in the middle of the river, and we're thinking, you know, a boat. I mean, it's a pretty busy river, right? Um, but it's, it's, it is late at night. It's like nine or ten o'clock. Yeah. But you know, a boat cruising up the river would not even see us right. and completely plaster us. Yeah. And then, just as we're thinking that, we see a boat coming. Yep. Then we start paddling hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. So this is, and this is a, where they do actually shit, like they're shipping on this river on the Pequimans. All right, yeah, yeah. There's some big boats together. And like you said, at night, they would never, ever see you. No. They wouldn't even hear you. They wouldn't feel you. You wouldn't be, a, you'd be a goner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. would just be a thunk, and that would be it. I forgot what river it was down in Florida we would go to as um, when I was visiting some family in Pensacola. Mm. We went to this one river, uh, I think as we would water ski on it. Mm. Uh, I went water. I was a little kid. But some of the, sometimes a big boat would come up the river. Mm. And before the boat would even get to you, mm. the level of the river would drop three to four feet. Oh, the really? water would just rush away from you. Huh. Go down. It would just go down the bank. Right. Because the boat coming up the river is sucking so much water right, right. underneath of it, yeah, yeah. and then when it goes when it goes by you, then there's this huge wave and it all yeah. returns. Yeah, that's what I think people that don't live near big rivers yeah. don't realize. They don't understand that, and yeah. so I mean that's the whole thing about I don't care if you're in a raft yeah. or in a regular boat, right? Doing the Mississippi, one of those barges comes up. I mean, what does that do to you? Right. How do you get around it? The displacement of those things has just got to be humongous. Yeah, well, we're going to have to do a little more research. I know I'm going to have to do a little more research on how to drive a boat in the Mississippi when a barge comes upon. So, that, and that's, you know, like, again, you know, if you grow up around small river, you know, you grew up around, like, the Yakin, and the Yakin's a powerful river. I mean, it's got a, it's got a heavy current in it. Yeah. But you see these smaller rivers, and you're like, you know, people can still get hurt on them, but they right. people are familiar with that. But if you don't go to, like, where the... Pequimans dumps into the sound or where one of these rivers dumps in the sound or the Mississippi River. I mean, they, they are big and they are dangerous and there's a lot of current on them. Oh, yeah. And you've got to know what you're doing to, uh, uh, just like that, just like that war taxi. That guy's got to know what, it, he, he can't just, you can't just spirit across the river and come back. <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Yeah, my father, my father-in-law, he, he grew up up in the Delta of Mississippi mm. and, uh, 
and they would go you know, exploring around mm-hmm. on the other side of the levee. And I asked them, you know, y'all play in the river, you go swimming? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, 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 you don't mess with the Mississippi River. Yeah. You don't get in that river. Right. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on, currents, currents and debris in that river. Right. It, it put a hurting on you. Yeah. Well, just, you know, imagine even just some of the logs and stuff that could come through. Yeah. Um, my dad worked on a, in, a, on a, in a mill up in Washington State, mm-hmm. and just a river big enough to carry logs down it like that, that's a big, that's yeah. a big powerful that's a, river. That's a yeah. lot of water moving. And then just to get trapped by one of those logs, just dangerous. You'd be a goner. That brings us to our words of wisdom. Oh, yeah? Uh, it comes from a rafting company. All right. That I uh, was with one time, and they were describing, you know, they, you had to wear your life jacket. Right. The bright orange life jacket. Oh. And, oh, the bright orange ones? Yeah. Do you have a comment about bright orange life jacket? Yeah, so there's two things I decided as an adult I don't do anymore. What's that? So there's two things as an adult. Mm. The first thing is... I don't ride buses, school buses anymore. Not don't. Right. I'm an adult. I don't yeah. have to ride a school bus. If I you have to ride a school ride, bus, you do I'm not gonna get a, I'm gonna get in my car and I'm gonna drive. Right. All right. That's the first thing. Right. The second thing is I don't wear those orange life jackets. Life jackets. The ones uh, that kind of snap in the front. And, yeah. Yeah. And they're they're, they're rectangular yeah, yeah. except for the hole in the middle. Right. For your noggin. Yeah. So what's the deal with the? Uh, so what's the word? Well, the guy said the words of wisdom were uh, they uh, they don't save your life; they just make you easier to find. <laughs> and that's why I don't wear them. Right. What do you wear? Oh, I I I I've purchased a vest. Oh, a vest. Yeah. Right. So when right. I'm when I'm canoeing, yeah. If I go on someone else's canoe, mm-hmm. I'm bringing my vest. The only thing about the vest is you don't have the nice headrest of the big orange one where you can kind of lay your head back on that. You know, that's that's uh, that's the risk I'll take. <laughs> All right, well, y'all have uh, reached the end of another That Don't Sound Right. Some people are saying that don't sound right. Yep. Um, again, please post us on your social media. Yes, and if you want to leave us a comment or send us an email, we're at tdsrpodcast at gmail.com. We're also at tdsrpodcast on Instagram. And we're on Facebook. Feel free to spread the word about our podcast mm-hmm. and let them know how much you enjoy it. <laughs> Until then, keep talking. And stay curious. Mm-hmm.